0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to season four of the Black Social Capital Podcast. I'm Dr. Theo.
0: I'm Dr. Jackie.
1: And uh, as you can see, we've got our new gear on uh, this season. Uh, We wanted to kick off this season. I don't think we've done this in any other season, but we really wanted to give a shout out to our our, uh, our D9 fan, but specifically the only truly bonded family only in D9 uh, because whether Sigma or Zeta, it's all five beta. All five yes. And uh, we just wanted to share a little bit with, y- with y'all this this uh, this season, a little bit more about ourselves. And we wanted to kick off this season by sharing something that, that brought us together in the first place. Uh, without these organizations... Uh, You wouldn't have this amazing podcast and you definitely wouldn't have uh, so many members uh, of the D9 uh, within our past seasons as well. So we just want to take the time to share uh, about our orgs, uh, Phi Beta Sigma on this side, of course.
0: And Zeta Phi Beta over here. Uh,
1: And and we'll just get things kicked off this season. So uh, I'm super excited to share because... I'm old apparently now, I'm old. I I, I reached true uh, old head status uh, in my organization. Uh, 20 years uh, in the game, representing the spring 2003 Solo Ace Club, uh, the new Upsilon chapter at the University of Southern California. Uh, For those of you that think I'm speaking gibberish, it's because I am. Uh, One of the things to know, about historically black Greek letter organizations is that uh, many, many of us join in college, but it's a lifetime commitment, right? And so um, that definitely distinguishes us from other organizations you might hear about uh, through the college experience, but our organizations were founded for larger purposes, right? And so I wanna give Dr. Jackie, uh, an opportunity to, to introduce herself. Introduce yes. yourself. <laughs> Look. Uh, Dr.
0: Jackie. Spring 07. Solo. Start to finish. Ace Club. Because what else What else would I be? UC Berkeley campus. Gamma Beta. UC, I said UC Berkeley already. And none other than. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. The best sorority. Right. I could give I I could I just feel like spending a bunch of history, but we're not gonna do that because, like you said, well, it's a bunch of y'all got problems,
1: Google. But... Y'all got Google to find out about these orgs. Yes, um, but
0: research my org because my org is just my org is just absolutely the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, one one of the things that I, I like about um, all the D nine orgs, I would say, is that um, each org has great history. Each org has uh, phenomenal uh, leadership, both past and present, and each org is looking to build uh, leaders so that they they can have future leadership, right? So, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know uh, about Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, we were founded on the campus of Howard University, January 9th, 1914, and... uh, We've got lots of, of things that we aspire to be, but we aspire to be brothers that, that lift up the model of culture for service and service for humanity. We often say that that service is our brand, right? You'll find that in both us and our sister organization, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority uh, Incorporated, right? They're a community conscious action oriented organization. And I know both of those things because, you know, we we know about each other. <laughs> we kick it with each other. We real people. Um, but I think that for me, uh, my journey in my organization has allowed me to have um, you know, new friendships, uh, a larger network. And uh it's helped me pivot when I was looking to make moves as well. But uh I will be remiss if I didn't start off to say these these organizations. Uh, again is how Dr. Jackie and I met. She got dropped off at my doorstep because we're in, in organizations together. <laughs> so, I'm definitely the little sister he never wanted. Never at all. I, I was living my life doing just fine.
0: Now it's better.
1: I mean, a whole decade plus better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh Dr. Jackie, you want to tell you wanna tell that story? Because I always think it's funny when you tell the story.
0: All right, so I have been a zeta for oh my goodness. Let me do some math.
1: Is the math mathing?
0: I've been a zeta for sixteen years. I am spring on seven. I said that before, but oh, I forgot how old I was. So I have not quite yet hit um, the twenty year mark, but I'm working on it. Um, so when I became a Zeta, it was in the Bay area, but I'm originally from LA and there was this Zeta, um, who is Dr. Theo's Sands, meaning she also came in spring 03. Um, and I just, you know, she was a little older than me and Zeta, of course. And I just thought she was like everything. I wanted to be her friend. I wanted to hang out with her all the time. She was just like the person I was trying to follow around. So uh, then she moved to L.A. a few years later and we did develop a close friendship. I really did look up to her. Uh, But she moved to L.A. and that was it was cool. She seemed really happy about it. And I, of course, just wanted her to live her best. And then uh, I moved to L.A. and I was like. I'm back like we about to hang out all the time, but she had become a Zeta in L.A. So she was back in her Zeta home and ready to just kind of do her Zeta home type things, hang out with her chapter that she originally came in with and all of her close friends and all of that. So there wasn't, you know, not that there was no space for me, but it wasn't all that type of space in her life. And it's understandable. You know, that's how life go. So she introduced me to Theo and then I didn't see her again for many, many, many years. Like she literally took me to an event at your house, I think.
1: Yep. It was and- a party, a party at <laughs> my house. We, 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 we gave some dap, gave some hugs, and then all of a sudden you was over every day. Yep. I was like, how did how did this happen? I Best thing
0: that ever happened to you.
1: Like, I, I don't know how this happened. But uh, but if it wasn't for Doctor Jackie, I wouldn't have finished my doctoral program. I know that. I uh, uh, Doctor Jackie actually started her program before I started mine, mm-hmm. and uh, she was studying and doing all the right things, and uh, well, I it mean, seemed I like she was doing that. the right thing.
0: It seemed like it.
1: But I was struggling. It seemed like she was doing the right thing. So when she had to study. I was being a good frat brother and saying, hey, you can come over to, to my house. I got good mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. I, I'm you have good I'm, wifi. I'm doing uh you know homework every now and again just for different things that I'm doing. And I was like, well, if you're gonna be in the doctoral program for a while, I, I might as well do that too. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So all of a sudden we we both struggling at the at the kitchen table trying to to write dissertation material, everything from chapter one. All the way to chapter four and five, talking about what, what chapter you want. Did you write today? Uh, when that answer was no, that means we will stand up later to yep. get those things done.
0: Yep. And then dissertation defenses and graduations. Woo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Good times. I never want to do that again.
1: Not at all. This is also true about the uh, the intake process. For many people, they never want to do that again. Yeah. by that, I just mean learn learn lots of information
0: yeah.
1: all in one time. You no, know, it stresses you out.
0: Just a little learning curve.
1: Lots of things to learn from whatever intake process you have, which is great. Um actually, Dr. Jackie, what uh what 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 attracted you to Zeta? You know, to to me. I, I I see zetas from from coast to coast, and they all have a, a tinge of and a, and a common thread. But uh, what what was what was your thing that that drew you to zeta?
0: All right, I can't promise I got that common thread, but let me tell you my story. So. I was actually anti-Greek once I figured out what Greek life was because I'm first-gen college student, right? First-gen, like, university, I would say. Because my dad uh, did his associate's degree, so he knew how to tell me stuff about how to get through college classes and all of that. But there was no, like, all right, so this is how you make it through a university, and then this is how the Black experience. Like, I didn't get any of that training. So when I showed up to Berkeley, it was like, well, you know, figured out right so i actually wasn't really in love with the um you know i even though i loved like the organizations and i love the people in them i just didn't see it for me uh so that's what i mean when i say i was anti-greek not like oh like in them all or any of that like in you also know
1: you don't like systems Y'all always, always want to overthrow things, so, you know. Yeah, that
0: is also very true. Very true. And that's really what my Berkeley life was. Like, I was like, oh, y'all gonna help me figure out how to, like, break these systems that don't work. I'm gonna focus on that. It don't really seem like Greek life is working for me. And it was actually at the end of my third year. So I know a lot of people, or not, I know a lot of people at this point, but I didn't know at the time, like most people join these orgs they know about them in advance um and well before they get to their college campus and then they join like maybe they second year if not they first if they really like know exactly what to do so i didn't really even have a conversation with my first zeta i didn't know what zeta phi beta was um i didn't have my first conversation with a zeta about zeta until the end of my third year, and I didn't join until the semester that I graduated. Um, it took me a full year to like to navigate that process and like, you know, get in contact with the right people because there was no Zetas on my campus. So I effect- I in effect brought the chapter back um, after a few years absence, which is why I hadn't seen it. So yeah, um, In that conversation with that particular Zeta um, will always be super appreciative to her for showing me something very different uh, because it was just like she was just we were just having a conversation. She wasn't actively like wearing letters and recruiting or any of that. It was just very much a conversation. And then she was like, you know, you seem real cool. Are you considering a sorority? And I was like, oh, no, nah, that ain't for me. And she was like, I think you should look into Zeta if you have never looked into it before. And just that approach was such a breath of fresh air because sororities up until that point, in my experience, had seemed very elitist. Everything would, like, even if you thought they were cool, like, you couldn't even just say you liked them. Like, even if you weren't interested in joining, like, it just seemed so taboo to say anything about a greek org you know like you liked it or anything like it just seems so taboo up until that point so for a member to actually go you seem like you might want to seek this out it was like really refreshing and i did and i did my research and i've heard someone say uh that what you mean you
1: did your research though you know
0: Okay, fair. So you said that a little bit earlier when we were talking about like research our different orgs. And I was like, oh, you know, research mine, mine is the best. One thing I love specifically about Bay Area Zetas up here is we will tell you, you need to research all of the organizations you could possibly join. So if you join a fraternity because you male identified, like look at all five of them if you would join a sorority um because you're female identified um then look at all four of the sororities because we are the d- divine 9 there's nine of us yes so um i researched all the sororities and when i i think the thing that really had me smitten with Zeta was, of course, wanting that conversation. It's always nice to be like, oh, you should be part of my exclusive organization, invite-only organization. Like That's nice. But when I researched the different types of community service that each organization did, Zeta's community service really struck a chord with me. And it was like, okay, I would be connected to an organization that is doing this type of work for the community for the rest of my life if I join now. And not to say that, you know, you can't join outside of college, but I could also get some of that college experience if I do it now, um, which seemed kind of nice, but something I really hadn't considered for myself. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, you look at every single org, you go to all of their web pages, you look at the different initiatives that they do. Um, If I had been maybe a little more savvy, or if I was going to be advising someone who was on a college campus, um, who didn't know, you know, from their family about different Greek life or um, different Greek um, organizations, or from maybe media, and like had really researched, um, Greek organizations, um, I would say I lost my train of thought, so.
1: Look, I'm, sometimes it'd be <laughs> like It was going
0: to be deep, though.
1: It was going to be deep. I, I, I'll, I'll, pick I'll, put, I'll pick up Look, what you were putting down. I'll pick up what you were I was going, down.
0: going somewhere.
1: Look, so research t- to me included, um... Okay, websites and websites, Instagram. If we had oh, it back then, right? Um, so that's that's broad, right? That's that's for for general consumption, right? The next thing I would do if you're a collegiate, right? Look at what that chapter is actually doing on on your campus, right? Yes. If you don't have somebody uh, on your campus, there definitely is a local chapter, not too far away, right? Uh, find out who, where, what, why, and how is that chapter locally, right? I think that's important. Um, you mentioned that you know, coming to college, you didn't really have a concept of, of the DNI orgs. Um, I didn't either, although I got money from several organizations, right? Like, I, I got money from uh, Alpha Alpha Alpha. Alpha. For sorority incorporated, and I was like, "Why are they wearing like pink hats and and like green dresses? I don't get it." Right? I got I got money from uh, Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity incorporated, and I got okay. money from Kappa Alpha Psi. Fraternity oh, you incorporated.
0: were racking it up. You need to let me hold something.
1: Look, I, I I was I was the person that knew that they couldn't go to college without funding, and I, I saw that these organizations. Had scholarships that I could apply for, that I qualified for, uh, that not that many people were also applying for. So I was like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rack, I'm gonna rack up all the money that I can," right? And uh, and that's what I did. But I didn't make the connection that it was a fraternity or a sorority that was giving me money until I got to campus, and I was like, "Oh, I see some people that's wearing those same." like color combinations. Oh, what do they do? Right. And so that's where I say, you know, your local impact is also uh, important as well. Right. Because sometimes, especially for first generation college students or uh, non-traditional students, it's hard to make those those connections about what these organizations are or who these organizations are. Right. So uh, that, that was my experience, but that was also part of my research I was able to to pinpoint organizations and say oh I see what you've done in both scenarios and you know the next portion was do I fit in or where do I fit in in terms of uh, these organizations And so for me um, you know one of the reasons that I chose Sigma is that uh, there was one Sigma uh, on my yard at the time, when I was when I was boiling down to make decisions, and this person uh, was doing the same amount of work as chapters that had several members, they were just as involved. Uh, they were they were uh, you know doing service and organizing folks to be a part of what they were doing, and I thought that that was great. I was like I can I can be of support here, you know. If this person is doing as as much as they can. Um, I can also be of service and continue to uplift. So, uh, so that's kind of how I, I made my choice, and and uh, the rest has been history. I, I've now gone on to like well, have chapter leadership locally. I've done leadership regionally. I've been on international committees. Like there, there, there's levels to this, right? So yeah. there, there are some folks that that just pay their dues um there's some people that's just like look that's a thing that i did in college but one of the things for me was that uh, i learned that anything that i was trying to figure out at work you know any skill that that i was trying to grow at work i would try to test a piece of that like within my organization because the organization was a safe space right if, if i was trying to figure out how to plan a program or raise money I'll raise money locally with my with my chapter, right? And then that could translate into professional uh, expertise later, right? Like, oh, I was able to raise X amount of money with a group of black men. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something that you need uh, at your job? Someone that 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 is of color, DEI work, that knows how to raise money or do X or build community or or these different types of things. And so I think those opportunities to cross pollinate what I was doing was always helpful. Okay. So
0: I remembered what I was going to say and you already said it. So I'm not going to repeat sure. it because that's how we think, but I'm going to tell you a story and then I'm going to ask you the question Well, actually I'm going to do it in reverse order. First I'm going to ask you the question, but I'm going to tell the story first because I'm going to answer my own question first. Mm-hmm. So what is something that surprised you about the organization after you joined it? So let me tell you my story. I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. I I don't have sisters and brothers so and I had friends like really close friends growing up but not exactly the same. I saw how they interacted with their siblings and was like, "Ooh, that is not for me." But so when I joined again, I told y'all earlier, I joined because I was looking at the service that they were doing. I loved that they were always tied to college campuses. The grad chapters give a lot of money back to college campuses and college students. Um so I was like, that's just so far in my values. Like, I just, this is where I want to be. But when I joined, shortly after, there is um, a Zeta who is just, she's everything for me. Um, her name is Tetra Grogan. Shout out to Tetra. Um, she's a charter member of her um, chapter at UC Santa Barbara. But anyways, so... Tedra was one of the Zetas that helped me um like through the like paperwork and all of that, right? So she was like helping me and just orienting me, introducing me to people. Um uh, she was she's just so so sweet and so helpful, um, and just so real, right? Like if I did something wrong, she'd be like, that ain't right. Go do it again, right? You need those people in your life. But after I became a Zeta, uh, I was about to go back home and drive, um, from the Bay to LA for mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't know, that's like a, uh, like a six, seven hour drive. Um, and I was going in the middle of the night and she was like, wait, you going to where when like, Oh, okay. Well, if you get stranded or anything like that, make sure you call me and I will come and get you now, mind you, she lived an hour North of the Bay area. And I was going six, seven hours south. And she said, I don't care where your car stop in that in that range. I will come and get you. And I was like, Lord, I had, I was like, I had AAA." She was like, mm-mm, you need to call me. And that was like the beginning of me understanding what sisterhood was. Because again, only child. And that little lesson right there, one, like, it was just a very beautiful moment for me. Like, I was kind of emotional afterward because I realized what happened. Like, she really gonna come get me. And, like, this lady, like, she, she an adult, adult. She was in the grad chapter, right? And she had a husband. Like, she just gonna get up in the middle of the night and come get me. Like, what you gonna tell him? Anyways, and that translated really well to one time about. Like five years later, I actually did get stranded because the, um, the great, the mountains closed, the grapevine closed, and I couldn't get on the other side of the mountain and it was snowing and I was stuck in my little bitty rental car that didn't have all that great heat. And it was like, you can't go past till the morning. And I called around and a um, who I had only known for maybe a year or two called her mother Um, because she realized that I was only about an hour away from her mom. Um, -hmm. she called her mother and said, my sorority sister is stuck. I would like for you to help her. And her mom said, go ahead. Um, tell her to come here, give her the address. We're going to have somewhere for her to sleep. They have breakfast for me in the morning. Like when I tell you these organizations create some beautiful experiences for you, where you just like, sometimes you just need somebody. Right. And it's, oh. I ain't never had that before. <laughs>
1: hey, warm, warm, warm fuzzies, but yeah. but also, um, it's exactly why the organizations were created in the first place, right? Yep. When, when you think about like the history of our orgs, you know, starting in the early 1900s, you know, through 1963, you know that that time period was was black folks uh in a space mo- most of the time that wasn't created for them and how are you gonna how are you gonna network how are you gonna build capital in order to connect right if you if you look at um if you look at for example um uh, uh delta sigma theta sorority incorporated they have undergraduate chapters from the east coast all the way to the west coast um and on the West Coast, they have single letter chapters, which means that there are some, some chapters that were founded early in their history, right? And just imagine, like, the power of having a core group of, of Black women, a core group of Black people that you can tap into as you as you traverse the country as a Black person, right? To say, like, hey, I, I made it to this stop. Who do we have here? Right? So you think about you know sundown towns you think about other other spaces and places where uh you you needed to have people look out for you so this is just that extra layer especially from the collegiate lens of things where we provided that that safety net that culture net that that um that way to look out for each other so i think that that's always something that you know in 2023 it doesn't sound like so amazing because there's a whole different way to, to build networks, but it always does boil down to who do I see in the room that could look like me or to understand my experience. Right. So, you know, these organizations definitely still do um, serve a purpose and continue to take stands yep. where, uh, you know, where need be. So, but you said you had a second part of, of that question for me. Or, yeah, or, yeah, I want
0: you to answer the same question. What is or, something that surprised you
1: after you joined? Oh, I think mine was more basic. My something that surprised me was that um, uh, in, in some spaces, signals were were known as country, right? And I was, I came through in California, so all the all the signals I knew were like urban and city, like right. And I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? sigma is our country right and then i went to conclave for the first time conclave is like a national convention and one of the interesting things about sigma is that uh we were the uh the first one of the first if not the first organization to really have chapters below the mason dixon line so you know the mason dixon line you know was was how we distinguished like deep south right and Sigma is very heavily populated all throughout the South, and so now I was like, "Oh, now I see what people meant when they said Sigma's were country because there's lots of people that mm-hmm. that were from the from the Deep South and in the South that made up our organizations, right?" And so I was like, "Oh, I see." Like, that didn't necessarily apply to me because I, uh, you know, I I can't go anywhere in the country. I'm like, I need everywhere to have lights. And, and, and paved roads and, and things that, that I know how to traverse. You catch me out in the country, I, I'm, I'm gonna be lost, right? So that was definitely one thing that surprised me. But I think the other thing that surprised me was that um, like most of the sigmas I know, like I said, I was talking about that thread that United folks, I think most of the, the sigmas that I met were always super down to earth. Like they were the ones that like like to get things done. That's, that that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need the the shine to to mm-hmm. to be put on them or the recognition. They were just like, look, I'm just happy to be a part of the community. I'm happy to get the work done, and those type of things. And I think that that was uh, that was exciting for me. Although I think my personality now has changed a little bit, where I'm like, look, if if, if if you deserve shine, you better, you better stand there in the spotlight and get, it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it took me, you know, a long time to, to come to some of those realizations, um, as well, but that's just, that's just growth. Right. So,
0: yeah, I want to add to that. Um, because we, we've said a little bit about how, like, oh, you know, is it, Sigma or Zeta is all five beta, but like, we are really the only Um, two Greek orgs that are constitutionally bound, like it's written in our constitutions that we are, you know, to pay attention to and take care of one another, essentially. And I, that was another one of my surprises. Um, And I just want to like, plus one, some of the things that Theo said, like the Sigmas have always treated me like very, very well. And that was a Again, like I had the, you know, women in Zeta treating me really, really well and just being very sisterly to me and teaching me to be sisterly because I had never been a sister before. Um, And then like I would go places and the Sigmas would just be so like, yep, come on Zetas, like you could be with us, like some of my Sigma, like the older Sigmas in like my area, profites um, is what we call them. If you don't already know that word um, was just like, yep, come on to the house. We'll take care of you. We'll set you out. Right. Um, and we get there and it's like, oh, we already cook food. You don't have to worry about that. We we arranged for us to get to the party. We going, you know, like we just taking care of things, you safe with us. And it, it really did elevate like, my experience um as you know a young party going person back at the time because
1: but now but now you're an old party going person
0: now i'm an old party going person don't care still love it going to party oh, forever
1: um
0: <laughs> i don't even care i'm gonna be auntie on the dance floor right now I'll be grandma on the dance floor childless grandma on the dance floor later on no shame Anyways, but yeah, like all all of the things that they say about brotherhood and sisterhood, I have found to be absolutely true. I mean, the relationship that, you know, I have with Dr. Theo is only something that, you know, if the Zetas hadn't taught me to be sisterly, I I probably wouldn't have even deserved this friendship (laughs) because I was a little monster back in the day.
1: You know, what's funny, though, is is you know, a, a, as you spend more time in, in these organizations, you know, younger people become part of the organization as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like built-in mentoring and things like that. Yeah. But one of the things that I ask my NEOs to always think about, right, as it relates to this Sigma Zeta relationship is, you know, Zeta got got founded in 1920 Um, Right. And I think that it's important to recognize the constitutional bond because, uh, you know, what other organization that was a male organization was specifically on the lookout for black women. Right. In 1920. Right. Where, you know, right now people is like, oh, queen, you know, believe black women, Mm -hmm. like all these different things. But in 1920, we we thought about let's put this on paper that these people are important like that that from this moment forward like this is a part of what we do right and i think that that's really important to think about because you know when when you set um when you set an expectation sometimes it's hard to find again right yeah. um, and so sometimes it's really important to to make the clear statement so um you know, as folks are thinking about and choosing their organizations, think about, you know, what are the statements that these organizations are making now? Yeah. Um, do you align yourself with the choices that they're making? Those different types of things. I think that's really important. But I mean, I think we've been all like butterflies and rainbows about our org. I don't want a lot of people. Like I'll be just just because you're my brother. Because you my sore, don't mean you don't get on my nerves Ooh. Very, very often. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that, that uh, look, I yeah. feel like Sigma sometimes it makes me be part of the, the, the hardest working volunteer organization of all time. I'm like, another meeting, another Zoom, how long, for who, for what, <laughs> right. And so I think that that's something that um, is also interesting, right? Um, you know, often on this podcast, we talk about like organizational leadership and development and those type of things. And when you're dealing with an orga- organizations that are uh, hundred plus years old, for the most part, <laughs> y'all know who I'm talking about. Don't uh, be like that. I really love them. Don't be like that. Really, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know. You know, I'm just saying. It, it's hundred
0: plus fine. old organizations. <laughs> but
1: well, when when you have organizations that are that old, you know, transition often takes a long time. Technology uh, adoption often takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, leadership development might look different, right? Um, and how that leadership uh, transitions is often, um, you know, part of hurdles, right? There's also social dynamics from region to region, and from mm-hmm. school to school, and chapter to, to chapter, right? All the things that that you will find in a in a Fortune 500 company, you find in uh, you know our 501C3 fraternity organizations and sorority organizations. I think it's actually a different number. Because not- no, that's
0: right. It, oh no, you're right. We're c 50 50C7, 501C7. Look, got we, we
1: got we got some tax exemption, something, something. Don't don't something, quote us something. on that. Yeah. We, no,
0: it's it's C seven. I used to be a treasurer.
1: Oh, look at that. Um,
0: also, a professional skill that I used to this, I used it today.
1: Look, because you know who keeping track of the books for for black social capital? Not me.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely not me.
0: Look, and you better get the money right, or people gonna have questions and they gonna call you.
1: That's right, right. So. Um, I mean, all, all that to say, um, uh, you know, these organizations come with their challenges. Um, you know, uh one of one of my favorite sores, Zora Neil Hurston, Yay. is also famous for saying not not all skin folk is kin folk, right? And that's the same in a fraternity and sorority as well, right? Uh, you know, there, there's good folk, there's bad folk, there's no folk uh in these organizations as well. And so yeah. uh you can use Uh, These organizations to develop your social capital, um, or you can just say that was a thing I did, right? So, um, so that's one something I did want to say too is like, yes, we're juiced about our organizations, you know, decades later, but you know, there's somebody out there that that's mad at the organization, or somebody in the organization, or those different types of things, right? So, I think that that can happen with any any uh social based organization yeah but i think you know you, you find your wins you find your fails but also find the the space and place where where you can grow the most right so
0: yeah and back to that like researcher organizations i know i was very like website and look at what they do and dr theo is like look at what they're doing locally Also, think about your values, like he said, right, and what you want to be involved with long term. And also think about the experience that you want to have in the organization. Is it more social based? Is it that you want the mentorship? Is it that you want the professional development opportunities? Because I have definitely met people, not blue and white, but I have definitely met people in the D9 that have expressed regrets for joining their particular organizations not to say that that doesn't happen in blue and white but that just hasn't been my experience but definitely have had people join d9 organizations and be like yeah that wasn't it and that's not my experience because i thought about long-term how my values aligned with the organization
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um you know i think that um you know as we think about and um, you know, all the reasons that people might join an organization um, that always plays a factor. Like your your starting catalyst and starting reason might not be the the reason that you stay involved, Ooh, or yeah. there might yeah. be reasons that you that you fall off and come back. But don't 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 be broke and, and try to be in an organization. <laughs> but, yeah, when I was broke coming right after out of undergrad and trying to find a job, I was like, look, I'm going to try to find some money first. I'll come back to y'all. And, and, and you know, when I have some coins to give, right, because one thing that we say is pay your dues, right? If you ain't got no dues money, right? You can you can still, you, you still frat, you still sore, but somebody going to ask you if you paid your dues, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing that I think about too is You know, as as the world changes and people's income changes, there's different ways to give through our organizations, uh, you know, socially, financially, uh, through mentorship and all these things. And I think that ultimately, uh, you know, finances does become a big part of 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 the the name of the game. Right. And so if you're thinking about joining organizations, get your coins right to join. Yeah. Because those are some fees, right that there, there, there's conferences if you choose to be a participant on those levels, right there's conferences. and of course, you know there's there's swag, right? there's, there's gear, there's nelia, right There's para depending on where you know what region you come through and you might call something different, but there's things to wear. Um, and so all those things cost cost dollars and cents as well.
0: And be ready to set out new members from time to time. Because I will say one point of pride I have had for the last 16 years is that I have taken very good care of this sweatshirt. This is one of my like gifts as a new initiate of Zeta. It's one of my crossing gifts. And, you know, I don't have any stains on it. I have taken very good care of it. And people will remember you forever. Ever um when you are kind to them, when you extend gifts and things of that nature, good experiences when they are new in Zeta. And well, you heard
1: my story. while while Dr. Jackie can 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 be excited about still wearing her Neo gear. I just want to point out that my my Neo gear is in okay a, a, as a frame, right? Because the blue is all faded now uh i did i did not take care of it because i was outside in the streets wearing it and so when you start to create a museum of your own nail that 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 that's how you know it's time for you to go sit down somewhere and somebody else needs to be doing doing some stuff or something you know what i'm saying so as as soon as your stuff starts to get non-fresh you know that's where you start to do the hey Hey Neil, let me pass down this thing to you. You know, this was my, you know, keychain. Now it's yours. This is, wow. You know, as long as it don't got your name on it, it's a good, good passing down of materials. But you know, I wish I was like more like Dr. Jackie, you know, taking care of my stuff because again, I I started to get a museum around here.
0: I mean, that's some memories in a frame, though. I bet you can remember. So many things, and can't remember a lot of things because twenty years. That I
1: mean, th- that particular shirt that I showed was like my very first shirt. Uh, if I put it on right now, it will fit just right because it was two thousand three, right, and everything was you know double double XL because you know you had to have the big T and the baggy jeans. But you were a college student, so you weighed a hundred pounds. So I was like, "I'm a, I'm a hundred pounds, but my my shirt is double XL. I'm um, cool. Y'all, y'all don't want to see those those pictures for real. But um, but yeah, so that that shirt is up in a way. Um, but I do have my crossing jacket and things like that. So uh, always good memories when I when I rock those. Yeah. Aww. So man. You got us all, all nostalgic over here, Dr. Yep. Jackie. Going but
0: down
1: memory lane. <laughs> going down memory lane, but but we won't keep y'all out as we as we think about all of our memories. We hope that you build your own memories, your own connections with uh with members of the divine nine. Yes. Uh, if, if you are part of the not of the divine nine, go ahead and drop some comments yes. down below this video. We Say love hello. to see some shout outs, hear where people are from tell us why you joined your org. Uh, but with that we say welcome to season 4. We're excited to to kick off with you. We've got a new day <laughs> and a new schedule, right? We we're, we're yeah. back to bi-weekly. We're dropping on Thursdays this year. And uh, we've got some amazing guests including some members of the of the D9 uh joining us this this season. So We'll see y'all on the next episode, and that's a wrap. See y'all on the next one. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember, the way we build social capital is to build self and build others. Be so sure you got some notes on your tablet, computer, or even using a pen and paper. Leave us a review, continue the conversation on social media at Black Social Cap, and share the show with someone you know. Until the next episode, stay motivated and rise together.